Hello, everyone. For today's episode of EmblemCast, I'd like to thank our patrons, Mr. Rabbit, Elliot, Slurm, Hobo, Alex, Spino, Cody, and Isaac for supporting us on Patreon. If you guys want to help us out, you can find us at patreon.com slash EmblemCast. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to EmblemCast. We're here with episode 49. We're doing a little bit of a semi-special episode here. We're going to be talking about Slurm's Patreon request. Uh, I believe I should take a look at this quickly, I don't because I don't remember what tier he's at, but I think it's the $5 tier where you can request an episode uh, that we, we do a discussion on. So... This is Slurms. I am going to read his uh, thing very quickly, and then we will just get right into it. Everyone is here, by the way. Uh, Hello. Yeah, Stefan, Husser, Keegan, our favorite guest, Darren. Everyone's here. Um, You're just going to throw shade at him like that. Yeah, well, I mean, just like that email we did last time. (laughs) That's what I was going for. Anyway. The the question from Slurm or fuck it's not Slurm it's um it's Hobo my my apologies the question is I know how dare I Uh, (laughs) the question is it's 2013 Awakening is the last hail mary of intelligent systems but for whatever reason the game commercially bombs in spite of getting favorable critical reception regardless sales are far below expectation and after two years of development limbo nintendo pulls the plug on fire emblem and intelligent systems in 2015. after the developers closure a lot of formal former fire emblem developers who worked on fe7 8 9 11 and 13 form a new indie game studio after some small successes on the mobile market in 2019 the studio excitedly announces that it's partnered with sega and the two have been working on a spiritual successor to Fire Emblem with mixed reception from fans and critics alike. What does this game look like? Uh, this this is this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to add I want to add we need to guess the title of the game and it can't be uh <laughs> Emblem Saga because that got Kaga in big yeah. trouble before. Oh yeah, yeah, we can't you can't do that. So no is emblem. That a, is that a so thing? we can't. We can't yeah. get the yeah because um. Tearing saga. Gonna name it that. Yeah. yeah he and uh he about yeah. got sued and uh, I guess wait are he you was serious? Also intimidated by, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> intimidated by Nintendo lawyers because apparently they're scary. So That's he so decided funny. to rename it. Since yeah, this then... is the whole episode topic, I vote that we take it piece by piece. So yeah. for starters, how might Awakening fail? So a big part of its success was that it was an, a JRPG on the 3DS, which it's hard to remember now, but initially the 3DS had a pretty shit uh, launch lineup. It was a terrible lineup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It was really not until, like, just November, December that year when 3D so, Land and everything came out. No like, shade that, that against stuff off. like Bravely Default and Awakening, but, like... Don't you big... dare talk shit about my no, baby no, like I'm that. I'm not. I'm not. Don't, don't. But I do think it's hard to argue that a big part of their success was that there was not much else to play on the 3DS in 2013. That's, that's fair, though. I agree. Okay, well, yeah. so then what? Move it to a different year? But what, what year well, no, would you... No, I'm saying, so if Awakening fails, it's probably because there are other things that are, like, more popular and people are, like... Oh, Awakening, it's just a worse version of X. Why buy it? 
Maybe. I think, because the question does say for whatever reason the game bombs. So let's assume that despite like us in our current reality, in the the accursed timeline we're in, where Awakening was a huge success and saved Fire Emblem and now it's dating sim forever. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's assume, let's assume that the elements that are all in Awakening as we know it are present. So let's, so like in my mind, I'm thinking to like answer your question, Husser, that the DLC practices were really oh, yeah. hated. Uh, let's. I'm going to assume that the whole pair system and like the whole like pair up whoever you want, ship whoever you want, like that didn't work out for whatever reason. And so I'm going to think that the developers going forward wouldn't pursue those elements because they didn't work for whatever reason in this alternate yeah. reality. Like that's kind of where my like, mind is at. See, if I was, you assume I... Awakening is largely unchanged from the way it is right now, I think everything that kind of defines Awakening, and then the things of like, if you think of what is Awakening about, and you think about those things like you were talking about with like the big shipping and all of that, I think all yeah. of that would get axed completely. And they would just go like to the core fundamentals of Fire Emblem, basically. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, yeah, I was I was thinking for it for it to fail, I would I was thinking that there'd be like some higher up that gets like super high and whatnot and then decides to release it the same same week as Pokemon X and Y. Yes, that would that's be a good it would be a because, because it'd be completely overshadowed similar similar enough genre. And just uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that has actually happened in real life. Uh Radiant Dawn was released yeah. the same week as Mario Galaxy, which like yeah it's totally in character for them to you know do it whatever reason and we've seen that's others really good that's and perfect we... Stefan, actually because awakening can be exactly the same and it still would have completely failed and that's yeah even, yeah even give you like even all the same positives it has all the same critical reception it just but because it comes out the same day as pokemon x and y not no one buys it because they're all blaming they're all blaming the first 3ds pokemon i'm not 100 percent. well i guess because pokemon but i don't know because awakening kind of had that cult thing for a little while became well look even in this scenario we might get a long tail of sales later like let's let's say that the initial failure is enough for nintendo to kind of side eye the whole thing that seems reasonable to me i mean i just assume it was just kind of like the trend with like like with the uh, Path of Radiance, Radiant Dawn, Shadow Dragon, where the sales declined each game, and it's just an assumption yeah. that for whatever reason we don't have to. I think we're overthinking it. We don't have to look at yeah, why definitely. it failed, but I think that the takeaway is that for whatever reason, the elements in the game didn't take, and so and also yeah, all the all the has... response, yeah, because going back well, to let's the also original... not forget that that is that um, there was a substantial elitist reception behind Awakening when it initially came out. So I, it isn't even entirely out of character in this hypothetical that you would have an elite fan base very angry about it because to an extent that already existed and still even does exist. Yes. I mean, do well, you guys remember? Okay, yes. I wonder how much the elitist fan base would really dislike it if it hadn't been popular, though. Yeah, fair. I suppose. But I, I feel like the core things that bother them would probably still bother them. Yeah, sure. fair. I don't know. So the there, next there, step... there, there's some other games with just as yeah. much jank that are. 
was yeah. given passes you're, for you're, you're not wrong. weird reasons. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. This, I wonder what game you're referring to, Stefan. <laughs> Man, I wonder which. The scenario that Hobo put forward has like 2013 Awakening kind of failing and then Nintendo pulling the plug in 2015. I feel like if we were really going to be realistic, then they would just shut up and we wouldn't hear anything about Fire Emblem until like 2025 and then they'd release like Fire Emblem Amiibo Festival or something. Like they... <laughs> They wouldn't announce that they were shutting down intelligent systems. They would have intelligent systems work on like shitty paper Mario games. I was gonna yeah, say so this timeline. You get the, ble the hemorrhaging employees. This timeline's yeah, a little bit blessed because they didn't get cursed with like Paper Mario not being Paper Mario for like half a decade. Yeah, yeah, plus. give a yeah. sake. Give half a, a decade, Darren. It's been a full fucking decade. Oh god. <laughs> hey, what some super paper? Some super paper Mario. Because look, look at how much IS does. Like they make not just Fire Emblem, they make so much shit. I, I, like, let me let me pull them up because I know didn't they've done other games on Switch other than just. Uh, I believe so. Mario. They had one that was recent that got like a mixed reception. Remember Project Steam? Yeah, <laughs> I Code do remember Project Codename Steam. Steam. <laughs> my, my wasn't, that good? wasn't that good? Uh, I think so. It was all right. I don't, I don't think it had like a big following, but I think it was like good. Friend of the show I played a little bit of it. I played the demo. Was that demo? Yeah. I said friend of the show, NBZ, loves that game. Yeah. So I can see it. Oh, I mean, maybe? well, hey, there, there's there's another example of uh, what what their indie game would look like. Code yeah, name, more, right. more code name Steam. Yeah. I did not realize oh, that. Yeah, they yeah, they've got a few WarioWare games in their uh, repertoire a little higher yeah. up. Or like the 2008, 2009 era. Um. Yeah. Oh, they just—they just, they just it... do WarioWare, I think. I—I I didn't even realize that. That's probably. That's they're a big studio. Do WarioWare? Yeah, I yeah. feel like that—I feel like that happens a lot with intelligent systems. I'm like, wait, they do—they developed what now? Mm -hmm. What? That's them. It is interesting how people think of them as the Fire Emblem developers, but it's like they do things for Mario too. They do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Well. They've got... Fire Emblem people think of them as the Fire Emblem developers. I think a lot of other people think of them as the Paper Mario developers, but... That's true. Oh, probably true. And then about six Fire people think of them as the uh, Advance War developers. Rest in peace. Yeah, all six people. At this point. But actually, this kind of fits the timeline, right? Like, you have Awakening Fail in 2013, and that is like the nadir of... Uh... Oh, no, that's Mario Party. Well, I guess, yeah, pa nadir of Paper Mario too, right? You have Sticker Star in 2012, like... This is when all the Advance Wars is super dead at that point. They just ruined Paper Mario and then they, they and then Awakening Ball. They ruined Awakening. Yeah, wait, when, yeah. When, when was when was Sticker Star? 2012. 2012. Yeah, so yeah. The, so they just, so they just they just ruined Paper Mario. Awakening didn't didn't pan out. Yeah, uh, so Advance I could Wars see them getting sacked. I could see him getting sacked in this little hypothetical. Because yeah. if they bombed their two flagship series, yeah, I can see Nintendo being like, nah, you're you're done. Get out of yeah. here. True. Now, in this being Nintendo, I think they would probably just, like, not say anything and, like, quietly shuffle them away. Like, F-Zero, yeah. right, is, like, I don't super think, dead. Yeah. But no one's there would not been be, announcing, There would not be like, a fanfare. Yeah. So, But let's say, let's say that, like, intelligent systems, right, they don't publicly shutter them. They just kind of quietly move people to other teams and like some of the devs there get frustrated and go move on. To it kind of sounds like they hemorrhage uh, developers over time, yeah. over this two year yeah. period between 2013, 2015. Yeah. So the next, the next part of this is that, um, 
uh, Sega acquires them, correct? <laughs> no, they partner with Sega. Or they they are. Sega. They make their own studio. Who, unlike they... Nintendo, is famous for making use of their non-flagship IPs. They're really good <laughs> about that stuff. It's Sega over there. I mean, the Shining <laughs> series still exists to an extent. So, uh, is Intelligent Systems going to develop more bad Sonic, um, Sonic spinoffs? I think Sonic is Sonic so spin-off? sad, man. Like, they're... <laughs> it is. I think with they the they finally I... pulled themselves out of their rut in like 2011, and then they proceeded to completely shit the bed for another 10 years. Yeah, look, that falls right in time. That falls right in time. So yeah. we get like some fucking tactics grid-based Sonic game that everyone universally hates. I mean, <laughs> listen, remember that Atlas is also owned by Sega. So my big yeah. question is, what happens with the whole idea for? Uh, SMT crossover. Oh my god, we could get a real SMT Fire Emblem crossover. You actually can't though, because they because Nintendo would like bury them yeah. if they tried to do that. And also, yeah, no, also the only reason that the crossover was because because Fire Emblem was was popular, but Awakening failed, so it's not popular. So it's so dead. no SMT crossover. The dream is dead. Pop mm. idols are dead. Thank God. I would love like a, a Jet cried and I'm with you. SRPG. It would kind of be like Yakuza 7, I would guess. Like, really sort of stylistic. That could be cool. Mm. Uh, but Sega forgot about Jet Set Radio in, like, 2001. So that would... <laughs> True. Uh, but I think that's where, could be, like, the original developers are working on an indie game now that looks in the like a spiritual successor. In the vein of what these intelligent yeah. system developers are doing for this theoretical not-Fire Emblem game they're developing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think because it was mentioned that they're teaming up with Sega, I would picture something evocative of Shining Force to an extent. I, I think they would try... I, I would think that they might even allow them to use the license for Shining Force if they're partnering with Sega specifically. Yeah. Because yeah, Sega's like, we've only made shitty like dating sim JRPGs for like the past 10 years. We haven't done anything meaningful with Shining Force since like the early 2000s, so... Go nuts, <laughs> or maybe like Fantasy Star. Yeah, Fantasy that Star. could be that could be possible. That's more. That's a more active IP. Knights, everyone's favorite. Knights. Oh, Knights. <laughs> Knights is a cool IP, but it's a pretty big stretch to SRPGs. Yeah, I know. Off topic, but did you guys see that? Um, to not Toho Lunar Knights. What's that game that the the Knights creator is? working on right now did, did you guys see that the demos on switch and apparently it's fucking awful no i haven't heard about this no all right De- definitely look into it because it's entertaining like it's well, Sonic they, oh boy bad. the guy who made Knights six was bad. Yuji Naka, who was it, like a big yeah. sonic guy too and he oh. left in the middle of sonic 06 because they were fucking him over and then like surprised sonic 06 was shit because they fucked them over and also the main developer left halfway through um, and then he made this game called Rodia Sky Soldier, which had a, was like pretty good for the Wii. Um, but then it also had a really shitty Wii U port, which is what everyone reviewed, so no one liked it. Wasn't there a uh, 3DS version of that, too? Yeah, that, too. That was the Wii U one, though. Like, basically, the game he developed for was for the Wii, and it was good, but it was a Wii game released in, like, 2011, so no one played it. And they just played the shitty uh, ports that were made by someone else. It's kind of so sad. Why- Another another interesting part to this question to me is why do you think um, what do you think happens that makes this uh, you know spiritual successor game 
not not you know in the vein of something like Mighty Number no. Nine that we've seen before, where you get someone like Keiji Inafune being like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get this and this and that, and there's gonna be 15 spinoffs and 12 animes," and then the game ends up being trash, like an anime fan on prom. Well, actually, but, um, Devin, if if I may take it from there, I could see them getting picked up. You see a lot of like uh, sort of Kickstarter indie developers. I was just about to mention the, that, use the yeah. Kickstarter money to tart themselves up for a big publisher, Sugar Daddy. Mm-hmm. So like. Cough, cough, deep silver. Like cough, a, cough. If you, if you love, yeah, or um, the night dive for System Shock. Yeah. Like, hey, if you love Fire Emblem, give us money and we'll make this game. And then, like two years later, they're like, ha ha, uh, we ran out of money because we used it all for like a graphics engine. So now Sega's paying us. Ha ha. Yeah, but do you True. think anyway. so? Like, so like in this hypothetical, let's say like they did make a Kickstarter and was like the spiritual successor to Fire Emblem with the Fire Emblem developers. Do you think there would but be enough Kaga. of a cult following? Yeah, well, but what? not Kaga, unfortunately, press that. But like, do you think there would be enough of a cult following for this game's first entries leading up to Awakenings Inevitable? Yes, because I'm going to tell you how the, how this Kickstarter what this Kickstarter looked like because. Uh, Hobo mentioned specifically FE7, FE8, FE9, FE11, and FE13. So they are doing a cool pixel art SRPG like the big cult following around the GBA games. Hopefully so they're not going something super ugly like the Stereo Saga. No, it's it's not being. Well, they got Sega. No, no, they, they get Sega money, so it's it's 11. it's a good pixel art game. It looks it looks good. They got Sega money. It's fine. Yeah. They're, it's not. It's not hey. goddamn RPG Maker. Goddamn. I, just, I, just, um, I just realized why 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 no FE ten or FE twelve in that. We don't talk <laughs> about them, Chef. <laughs> <laughs> we Are we they? could we could just assume that it's like all the games from FE seven to thirteen. I think is all right, the same. So all, the, all the all the all the games. I don't think I don't think it's like hating on Radiant Dawn specifically or New Mystery specifically. Yeah, I think it's just it just. I think it's because those two games both sold like four copies. I think that's, that's true. Really why. So I'm I'm pitching that this is back to the really stylish uh, battle animations and everything sprite based, and I think that's part of the reason why it catches Sega's eye, and they eventually give them the Shining Force license. And the, the game I thought of the game name by the way, it's called you it's Shining it. Force Saga of Fire. <laughs> I am pretty. I'm pretty sure they get sued. No, they, <laughs> they don't, because because it's just fire and it's saga and there's no emblem, so they're they're clean. They made it they, out of they there. They could do like Shining Force Secret at the Crest. <laughs> <laughs> that that one might get them sued though. Crest, that's very the, close to Shining the Force, the Crest of Flames. <laughs> crest Warrior. Oh, yeah, yeah, they get sued. So, so well, Three Houses doesn't exist in this timeline, so Crest yeah, of Flames yeah, isn't so, quite so. <laughs> Well, well, thinking about it, a synonym for Fire Emblem. Yeah, well, also thinking about it, it was more of uh, Koei Tecmo that actually developed Three Houses Intelligence System. Didn't actually do any of the grunt work on it. That's true. That's fair. So yeah, I'm pitching that this looks like a a pixel art game. This has the stylish battle animations, um, and then they're trying to take some of like the design concepts that they later explored in like FE9 and. And uh, or not, yeah, FE Nine and Radiant Dawn, like with the more variant map objectives and trying to do larger scale battles, that type of thing. But with like the a more of like an engine, like the GBA games, is like what I'm what I'm thinking. Is this what this looks like? So that gets 
the clamor. So, and, so you're saying it's just gonna like pay hella homage to the <laughs> GBA era? Yeah, it's either. I think that's likely. I think if Awakening bombs and they're doing like a Kickstarter, that would be what they appealed to. They appeal to the people who still make the ROM hacks and all that. They and, and, yeah. and who still play those and what? Because I feel like that. Because I feel like even in the world where Awakening dies, I feel like that community's like doesn't really change substantially. I mean, yeah. I, think, again, I feel like it's where the fan base would migrate and it might yeah. even do better. Look at like F-Zero, which is super dead. But like if if some F-Zero developers were like, hey, we're making like Z1, which super is like Super Racer Z. Game. Yeah, Super Racer <laughs> Z. And it's got like sort of N64 GameCube retro graphics because like they don't have money. And the main like, character's captain e is, no, he's Lieutenant Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, that Kickstarter <laughs> would get fucking hard. Like, that would still really easily happen. There are a lot of dedicated fans for dead Nintendo franchises. It's true. That's because Nintendo has a habit for killing game franchises. Yeah, they're like the Google of game developers. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the EA of Japan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, otherwise, I, I could see that being the scenario where they try to really appeal to, like, nostalgia. Um, and I could also see the, the, like, the train of thought where, you know how, like, they had a bunch of crazy ideas for Awakening, where it was going to be, like, futuristic and, like, on Mars? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see them going in that direction, too, and going, like, hey, we're so going to make the, the game the we sequel? always wanted to make. Is that the sequel, yeah. Fire Emblem in Space? I was just yeah. going to say that, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that has to be a part of the conversation here at some point, does it not? Yeah, especially if it, especially if you have a bunch of developers like from Awakening. Room? Yeah, because I mean they wouldn't be um they wouldn't be constrained to like the the time period and the aesthetic of mainstay Fire Emblem. They could do whatever the hell they want with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only <laughs> thing that would really need to stick around is like the the core gameplay. Whatever yeah. coat of paint they put on it doesn't really matter. So then, basically, like, Wasteland Wastelanders 3, then, right? I'm almost picturing, like, maybe even, like, Front Mission, or if anyone remembers Zone of the Enders, The Fist of oh, Mars yeah. for the GBA, which was a... <laughs> it just took place on Mars and was a mecha strategy <laughs> RPG. Which actually had a really good story. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like there's there's precedent for other and and at one point in in specifically like in Japan because I think the other thing too that we're kind of not looking at too is that this is well it's 2015 I guess because mm -hmm. this would have been when was the Mighty Number no. Nine Kickstarter? Oh, when did it start? Because that was like the first Literally. time like a Japanese developer really appealed to like his American fan base. Like he wasn't really necessarily mm -hmm. like appealing to his Japanese demographic he was really appealing to like american and like like northern like, like the english-speaking world yeah so the, yeah. Kick, the kickstarter for my number nine was august, uh august 31st 2013 mm -hmm. okay but by 2015 it hadn't yet been a huge disappointment i don't think uh no, when did it, when did it release it 2016 yeah 2016 so 2016 yeah. Yeah, so 2015, people kind of suspected that it would be terrible, but it couldn't—they couldn't know for sure because it hadn't come out yet. Mm -hmm. So this means people were still very eager and willing to throw money at Kickstarter projects. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because Shovel Knight, be Shovel Knight also came out. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Shovel Knight came out in 2014. So, you know, if you come off that high, and you know the yeah, high. Yeah, sure. It would, it would kind of show up at a good time. U- ukulele also. So, you know, this 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 would be the time to be like, yeah, money for stuff. Give <laughs> us money. And I then only, one, then only one of those three games listed would actually be any good. <laughs> Especially in 2015, but even now, like most of the people who know Fire Emblem probably know it from Smash. I'm sort of curious if they mm. might incorporate any sort of smashy elements so that they could like define put them in a, a smashy video. element. Well, I don't know, but like <laughs> I'm curious. It's hard to imagine fitting anything like that into an SRPG, especially if it's not an official Fire Emblem game. But like if they could find something to put in the trailer, like maybe maybe it's just as simple as like the protagonist of this original game kind of looks like Roy, like they're kind of an XP of Roy, like so that they can be like, "Hey, look, it's Fire Emblem." Oh, you 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 were going that way. He's I was a, thinking he's a like purple haired dip- he's a purple-haired swordsman named Mars. <laughs> yeah. well i'm like maybe they put yeah they could do like a mix of marth and roy like he's a purple-haired swordsman named mars whose sword is on fire or something and with a headband <laughs> uh, you know I, 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 going that way. His, I was thinking his I was sword thinking is called the burning blade burning blade yeah you, burning you blade. go for like purely aesthetic i was thinking of like some way like all right you know, how like smash you know you don't go to zero you go you start at zero and go up i was thinking like how could they make hp like smash percents you know yeah that would be really hard for an srpg that. though because there's no like off stage really yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's what I, that's what i was thinking like man that would well, that, be interesting if they could really pull that cool off to have a game where like shove and smite like work off of percent and you can like fling people across the map when they're really low on health. slam them into walls super smite into a wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> A class whose goal is just to yeet you across the map. I mean, if you could push people off cliffs and that and that could deal significant damage like that, there you go. Yeah, or you need to be like over hundred percent before you can actually die. uh, Radiant Dawn back. Got you can even uh, add like teching as like an action command, like in Paper Mario. (laughs) Like you get slammed into a wall and you have to tech it, or you'll die. (laughs) Give me a quick time event. Yeah. I'm starting to see why this game got mixed reception. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think really, I, segueing into that, getting mixed reception, I think the most likely reason why is that like reviews come out and it's like, if you're a fan of old school SRPGs and Fire Emblem, you'll love this game, but it doesn't have broad appeal. Do you want, do you want probably critics? Why it, gets mixed it doesn't reception. review well with critics because they complain that it's too hard. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. No, totally. Or like, it doesn't have motion control integration. I think they're past, <laughs> I think they're past that by 2015. Yeah, the Wii U is out at this point. Now, and it's already dead. So I've never played <laughs> ukulele or banjo kazooie, so I can only speak to the reviews. But like people were saying, like this is exactly what the old games were. So if you don't really like that, it's kind of outdated and bad. So don't play it. I could totally see that happening with a Fire Emblem version of there's this. no sure. there's no casual mode. Because Awakening failed, so they're like, nope, it's just yeah, permadeath. So they, they eat them. It's like I'm almost looking at like uh Visteria saga for like how it was so uh Yeah back not just like Although backwards, fantasy, but it was it was very ugly, it was like very Visteria dedicated saga. to what like Fire Emblem's core is and like Kaga isms, mm-hmm. like having yeah. really vague recruitment requirements for a certain character at some point and just having yeah. like hidden objectives in levels and like 
well, little yeah. requirements to unlock Gaiden chapters and stuff like that. There's a lot of like, little secrets like, like that. Mysteria Saga is core Fire Emblem a la 1997. This hypothetical is core Fire Emblem a la like 2005, which is like a little better as far as accessibility. Yeah. But it would still have a lot of the same issues, I think, in reception. Okay. <laughs> uh, are, are we all good cool. here? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what else to say, to be honest. What is? Well, Shit. do you think? Do you, I think for a, a Kickstarter to succeed, they would probably push the the F the GBA style look. I don't think they would go with the crazy like let's do our most ambitious idea ever. That's got to be the sequel when they can get. They can get when, more after funding. they succeed once, yeah, or like kind of succeed yeah. once. But I think mm. the question I have with this is: it's interesting that they partner <laughs> with Sega because, to my knowledge, Sega hasn't really partnered with any Kickstarters previously. So I'm wondering Shenmue, if they sort of no, that was Sony. Yeah, that was Sony. Um, but I, I'm just wondering, like, is that does? I know I joked about Sega giving them the Shining Force like license, just say just make a Shining Force game. Like, I wonder if that element is there, or if there's something... Like, like that could also be why, like, this game receives mixed reception, if it incor- if it did have to incorporate, mm-hmm. like, a, a Sega franchise. And that could lead I mean, to that. I Sega, feel like that would Like, as far be as it. Japanese developers go, Sega has been relatively open to, like, fan games and stuff yeah. like that. Like, they, they made Sonic Mania. They, like, paid Christian Whitehead to do that, which is, like, pretty cool. But I also think, yeah. like... Has anyone at Sega even fucking heard of Fire Emblem? Like, I think it would have to be a successful Kickstarter where they, like, mismanaged the money and then needed a publisher. Yeah. And then Sega was the one who bailed them out because they had poor judgment. And then they did that, and it sold kind of poorly, and it had mixed perception. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would kind of have to be how it happens. Yeah, I feel like it would... Yeah, I feel like you're probably right. Is that all we got for this topic? I guess so. Is is that the episode, guys? I don't even know. Shit, we're well, not even uh, at 30 minutes. We... Let's do the mail... Oh, no, we already did that. Yeah, we don't have a mailbag. How about, uh, we, we... How about this? Why don't we do, just for good old time's sake, why don't we do a little traditional what we've been playing lately? I was I was gonna I was gonna say we just do the first part of the we do the drafting part for the last promise draft at this moment. Oh, you know, that'll be a separate episode. episode. Yeah, but no, just ha- well, have this episode be what is it thirty minutes? Yeah, thirty minutes. I, I <laughs> no, feel bad about uploading and then charging for a thirty minute episode. I, I would I was you, gonna well, say we could don't you charge not, for this. Yeah, one. could you not charge for this? Just in general, yeah. I feel. But, I, I mean, feel it's like, a it's a Patreon like, episode, so special. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like if we get more patron episodes, I feel like not charging for the patron episode just kind of makes sense. It's like good faith, yeah, in that, a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, 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 like hey, us, thanks for your five they, bucks. Give us another yeah, five bucks. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they support us. We return that with an episode of their choice, a topic mm-hmm. of their choice. And like if we had a mailbag or something like that just to fill time, we, we also need. I think we need episode. to summarize the the thoughts too on mm-hmm. the, the topic. So we've been a bit all over the place and just going, okay, like yeah. here's our here's our final rundown. Here's like what the game looks like. This is why it doesn't do well, and this is the game's name because I think that's a fun 
Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, what the let's fuck do they that would call this not fire emblem? <laughs> and not get and avoid getting sued. Yeah. yeah. So so we'll, we'll, let's do that. Let's call that the episode, and then we can talk about whether or not we do the last promise drafting portion for the mm-hmm. that April yeah. Fools episode. I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. Say, like I personally would rather not because I've got some stuff to do tonight, and like okay, we then, do the then... last promise draft anytime. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, so yeah, let's just do a wrap up and yeah. call it for the episode here. All right, sounds good. All right, and well, let me well let me do an outro first. Well, if we're doing a wrap up, that'll be before. Well, yeah, the so wrap yeah. up. So, so in summary, this game kind of, kind of makes sense why I didn't why I didn't didn't do well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's be real here. The math checks out. Mm-hmm. We had... It would be the ukulele of SRPGs, I think. Man, <laughs> that's not a quote you want on the box. No, it's not. <laughs> Has, I was going to ask, because from fans and critics alike. I just realized we didn't determine what platforms did this release for. Did they You're do the, the, the oh, Mighty Number no. 9 thing, where they tried to release for like the Vita and the Wii U? Or did they'd they... like announce it for the Vita and the Wii U and then like scramble and that would be part of why it's delayed because they'd have to like do it for Switch and PS4 now and it would be a whole big fucking mess. Does it get a Steam port? I think Steam would be easy, easy port. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Steam is... I would venture to say Steam. with the probably messy development, the Steam port would be the only one that wasn't a buggy mess. I, I, feel, I, like, I feel like Steam would be default yeah, and then it'd be like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna get on... Um, like switch and all of that, and then they'd get delayed because they'd be spent forever trying to make a port for it. Yeah, hmm. no, I think I think like the switch port would be like super late, and it would be like the Bloodstained switch port where it's just like unplayably buggy. Dang, yeah, this I this could, pixel yeah. art GBA game can't run on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodstained was a GameCube game that couldn't run on the Switch in 2D, so it's not <laughs> unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. So we know the platforms. This game, this game was was very evocative of GBA Fire Emblem. Uh, I know I joked around before about the name, but what's what? What do we actually think the name of this game would be? And think of it like this is the leaping off point for a new Sega owned franchise. So this is like Uh, so so we gotta have the unnecessary colon Crest Quest. (laughs) (laughs) I like I like that Crest Quest. Well, no, it's Crest Quest. Colon, next, some some other thing to signify yeah, it's the first it. game. Because so you know we have we have Fire Emblem here. We have Fire Emblem colon Shadow Dragon Heroes of Light or whatever. Yeah. You know what? What is this? What is after Crest the colon? Quest, Revenge of the Dark Sorcerer. I got sucked <laughs> oh. into an anime, and now I have to fight a dragon. It's just they a light novel now. Yeah, we're a oh. light novel. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. God, this game sounds horrible. I, I yeah. <laughs> man, to think we kickstarted this. <laughs> I yeah, think I this would be like Mighty Number no. Nine. I'd like kickstarted and be kind of like disappointed and probably not even finish it. I've been duped. I've been had. I I think <laughs> I joked about it before, but I think the the subtitle would have to be because so many Fire Emblem games have like sword in the name. I think it would mm. be like Burning Blade or something like that. Just, just yeah. to have that fu to Nintendo. Seven, yeah, it is. Because no. <laughs> it's Blazing Blade. It's different. What, wasn't Burning Blade one of the like old translation names for Fe Six, or am I making? Yeah. Um, Fe Seven, Blazing no. Blade. Yeah. 
There's like no, blaze but, blade but blade before it was before it was blind binding blade. Oh no, it was like sword, sword of sword seals. Yeah, yes. yes. that's uh, an uh, inelegant uh, translation there. Which, like yeah. in retrospect, how the hell did anyone see sword of seals and be like, "Yup, let's go with that"? Probably literal translation. Oh, to be fair, yeah. that's also how we ended up with like the name Fury for Aaron. Is like Fury yeah. is not a name. <laughs> Fury yeah. Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Not a name. Scripter. Uh and I guess But I think I think probably this fire this not fireable game would do like well enough and it would get a sequel that sold like really, really poorly. Mm. Yeah, so this well literally had the fate of Tear Ring Saga and had, yeah, had a exactly. game that did pretty okay, <laughs> a little like bit of a mixed reception. And then like yeah, releases a Jet Ring Saga, but again. Releases Berwick Saga, which is like a PS2 Japanese exclusive critical darling, but sells like absolute crap and the franchise is dead. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be hilarious? I don't know if this would actually happen, but it would be hilarious if Kaga started like throwing shade on Twitter about how like they're making it without him. <laughs> and he would call whoever's like, heading it, whoever's heading it like a businessman. He's not a developer. Because that was, uh, oh my god. Inafune was a businessman and not a developer. He basically just took credit for Mega Man when he didn't. But that was, um, what's his name from Platinum Games was throwing shade at Twitter at him about Money Number 9. Yeah, Kamiya, he was throwing shade at him saying that like he's not a developer, this this guy's just a businessman. (laughs) Wow. So this game's gonna start some Twitter beef too. Yeah, it's gonna start some Wouldn't Twitter be beef correct? between between Kaga. I, mean, again, like, and, and I don't really know Kaga, but like, if he is a disaster to work with, I could see him being like super mad on Twitter. That seems like mm. it would fit. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Maybe maybe that. one of the stretch goals that they don't reach is if they like say like the funding was like we need we need like seventy thousand dollars at base level funding to make this game because it's like a pixel art game. <laughs> yeah, that sounds and right. let's say like the four million stretch goals they clear stretch goal after stretch stretch goal, so they get to two million funding, and mm-hmm. the four million thing is we'll call Kaga. <laughs> Not that well. and and one of the the Kickstarter benefits is if you spend a thousand dollars, that's your kickstart. Uh, you get dinner with Kaga, <laughs> and they just offer that without talking. To <laughs> yeah, to Kaga. Yeah. How many buy it? How many buy it? Uh, it's Seven. only it's only available to uh, to three people. Do all three buy it? Uh, and all three have to go to dinner with him at once. Kaga himself buys it. Wait, who 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 pays the bill? Who pays like, the bill for the dinner with Kaga? I think they do because they paid a thousand dollars. I think that could cover the meal. Oh, and of course, this is important to mention. Nintendo would try to shut it down, even though they have no legal basis to do so. Yes, and then, oh, and then they also succeed randomly. <laughs> even though Mars is clearly distinct from Marth, they really try to fight it. And then wow. there'd be like free crest quests. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I hate this game already. It's not yeah, even real. Jesus <laughs> Look, Hobo said mixed reception. All right, if we he wanted did, a golden did, timeline, we could have done that, but that was not this episode. You know, he, he told us mixed reception. So wait, what? what, what what's the positives about this? Like we described it as like well, mighty, mighty number nine well, ukulele. Well, what are what are the people that like to give it mixed so reception for, and not for just all the negative? Shade we've thrown, 
I think it would probably be a pretty good game that was fun to play that had like amazing pixel art. It just has a lot of bullshit around it. Yeah, I think the yeah, issue yeah. is mostly reception just... because you have like IGN being like, I don't know how to play this game. When All my people that? died and I couldn't bring them back. <laughs> I need yeah. Phoenix mode. It doesn't exist though. They, they die forever. What is this? It's too hard. Yeah. This game sucks. If you die in the game, you die in real life. Well, imagine if IGN like reviewed like 3776 like now. Well, to, oh, to yeah. be fair, it would get destroyed and rightfully so. I mean, so. You, you don't have to imagine because you can see the review Awakening and it's just as bad. I mean, imagine if seven, if, if Thracia came out now, though. That would be another... It would actually <laughs> it would bomb completely justifiably oh, yeah. for the amount of bullshit. Yeah. Well, let, let's be clear here. <laughs> Thracia bombed when it actually did come out also. Well, to be yeah. fair, it bombed because it also released on, like, the SNES. Yeah, it was a the Super Nintendo game in, like, 2000. Yeah, the GameCube was out. And it also had a weird, like, limited release then it got a real release then it had another limited release it was weird yep yeah and in total about 12 people actually bought the game Man. and did you know I, it's you actually know, I, gonna I, be deleted from the internet on march 31st or whatever just like I, uh <laughs> you know i i, I think i, I think i realized by the fire saga <laughs> for perspective is like three or four years into the n64's lifespan i just realized <laughs> no they get kaga on and they call the game kaga saga <laughs> no, that's the spinoff. That's the spinoff. Oh yeah, then we're getting spinoffs with this. <laughs> How does Kaga get involved to make a spinoff? So does wait? Does um? I guess it would, right? Turing Saga would still exist in this universe. Yeah, it, it, it was already yeah, all, made. All, all of Kaga's games oh, still exist. Wait, hold on. Naga is taken from uh, I think Hinduism no, public domain, so you could do Kaga's Naga Saga. Stop. Yes. It's time. It's time. I, I would have just gone for like go steal some like Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah, like let's get some different, like no Chinese, yeah. no Japanese, no Norse, no Greek. Let's get some let's get some random mythology. <laughs> let's mix it up here. It's Mayan. Yeah. Mayan mythology. Okay, so so Crest Quest Kaga's Naga Saga. Fun game to play, <laughs> but it has trouble finding its audience and it doesn't do that well. Yeah. And the sequel was not much. The sequel better. really bombs. Mm. And I like actually yeah, sucks. Just a bad. All right, what, what's the sequel? Yeah. What's the sequel's title? They, they Crest, uh, Crest, oh Crest, Crest Quest Two, Kaga's oh. Big Epic Adventure. <laughs> Crest, uh, it's it's no, it's still Crest Quest. Right, because Fire Emblem. The right, you know, we don't have the righteous Emblem saga too. of Kaga, and the shadow of something. Because, like, it has to be, like, a really no, long name. Shadow something. Shadow of something. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, it's just That's something. That's the name. Crest it's Quest. Crest Quest. Shadow of something. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah, it's, what is something? It's, it's hard to think of a game like Shadow Dragon and the Heroes of, like, New Mystery of the Emblem and Heroes of Light and Shadow and, like, yeah, on demand. Whatever that is. You need to plan a name like that. <laughs> I don't think they planned that. <laughs> Somebody did. I think someone just vomited on a keyboard. <laughs> someone well, got a paycheck for right? it. So Japanese, you can fit a lot of words in like not very much space because their characters represent a lot more meaning than our letters. Yeah. So like these ridiculously long like light novel titles and stuff like that, like it doesn't look so completely stupid in, in the original Japanese. <laughs> but then you translate it into English and it's like four paragraphs long. Yeah, and it's just word vomit. That's the same reason why in all these video games, like the text speeds are so ridiculously slow. 
because it's letter by letter, but in Japanese it's character by character, so it's a lot more reasonable. Right. Uh, which well, is I, also I think... why speedrunners always play the Japanese version because the text is yeah, faster. Yeah. I think we've uh, we've done our job here, and uh, we've created an absolute disaster of a game. It wasn't a disaster. Yeah. Mixed reception. Mixed reception. Mixed reception. That, that's the critical part. Mixed reception. We also exactly. created a disaster of a sequel. Though. We did. Okay, that you is perfectly, perfectly warranted. Let's, let's shine a little ray of light into this, okay? So, like, in this alternate timeline, in, like, 2020, like, some big person makes a video about it. Like, hey, remember Crest Quest? And, like, then it blows up. Let, let's say that. Because it, okay. it was... It was a good so game. It just had to happy ending. audience. We want to. We want to get our happy ending. You know. I want. Things are fucking dark, Keegan. I'd like some <laughs> kind of happy ending in my alternate fantasy timeline. You know, Crest Quest kind of sounds like The Last Promise. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. oh, foreshadowing. Let's more on that topic, though. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, this has been. I think. Before we descend even further into madness, uh, this and is we will. inevitably, and we will, we will, we certainly will. I need to fucking eat dinner. It's mid, it's twelve thirty a.m. and I haven't eaten dinner. All right. Crest well, Quest Three. I need to fucking eat dinner. <laughs> oh, wait, we, go. got, we got another sequel. <laughs> oh, wow. oh boy. no! Yeah, it's a, no, no, it was a fan. It was a fan game. It was a fan game. Yeah. It's a wrong game Shows up. All right, this has been episode forty-nine, kind of a podcast. I would um, like to th- like to thank our patron who mm-hmm. want her purchased this episode. Thank you, thank you. you uh, Patreon.com. Yeah. Uh, we we hope we lived up to your expectations. Patreon.com slash ninja underscore Fortnite to support our show. But ac- <laughs> but actually, our patron is. Uh, patreon.com slash emblecast baby we also have a discord where we have a whole channel called fuck devon so come check it out yeah, we will. Fuck devon is, it, is, yeah. that thing now, is that a thing now where we show that every episode i mean i'm down that's yeah. true we're actually th- this like, will go out afterwards but we're actually... i'm not even kidding the first time i mentioned fuck devon in an episode like once that got posted we got like Couple 12 people new joined. people on the discord <laughs> well yeah. i mean that checks out for me. We're I know. down. <laughs> so th- this this is this is a little bit of inside baseball here, but we uh, we're actually recording this, even though it'll go up later on Valentine's Day. And sadly, no one, you know, even though we have the fucked Evan channel, I, I still haven't gotten fucked on Valentine's Day. So you know, <laughs> we might need some new people to join. Well, I mean, I had to shut you down. I'm sorry, but it yeah, had that's, to be. Done. That's true. For for those who aren't in the the Discord, I asked Keegan to be my Valentine. He said no. So, I I said no. Imagine being Devin's Valentine. Yikes! And uh, yeah, and left it at that. I was gonna I was gonna show up outside his house with like a suit and a boombox, blasting fire emblem <laughs> music. But... You know the way straight <laughs> to my heart. I do. <laughs> I'm just uh, picturing like winds of Fodlin play where you can drop in any questions for us, and we'll answer them in the next episode in the podcast mailbag segment. Um, you can also email us at uh, emblemcast at gmail.com that's true um, or leave a review on iTunes uh, which we do read we'll read on the show yeah, yeah we read them when we get them complain about how like off topic we are all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us we will be back relatively soon hopefully with uh, the Path of Radiance draft it's been a long time coming 
with the with Very the retrospective. Time, you have already heard mm-hmm. the draft if you're listening to this. Yeah, and it's Valentine's Day, so I'm gonna spend a long time telling. Anyway, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's the 15th. Dude, Valentine's you're Day already passed. A podcast for a Nintendo <laughs> video game right? with four other men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are. Anyway, gamers, thank though. you. Thank you.